So then they went after they dug out the aqueduct, which was a long process and pretty arduous because they were just digging it out by hand, parts of it, mm -hmm. until, and then they would have to reinforce it with steel mm -hmm. beams. Yeah. But then they looked up and they saw the staircase pattern. So they realized there's another staircase and this is not on the main road. We're 20 feet below the main road hmm. or further. So they started digging out the staircase and they realized that the staircase led to the Pool of Siloam or it started at the Pool of Siloam and led all the way up to the Temple Mount. Hmm. So now here's the picture. So what, what was the Pool of Siloam? It was an ancient what you call a mikvah, a Jewish baptismal. And so when the pilgrims would come, and it was huge, it was like two Olympic, they, they, they speculate the size of two Olympic swimming pools. Yeah, that's huge. Mm. So when the pilgrims would come to Jerusalem three times a year, mm. they would first go into the ritual bath, the, the ancient mikvah, the pool of Siloam, cleanse themselves, and then they would begin to take the stairs, which were an ascension to the Temple Mount. <laughs> so literally the steps of ascension or the steps of ascent, where they would sing the songs of ascent, mm -hmm. which are Psalm 120 through 134 in the scripture. And, but it, it, it just speaks of before we, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart is not lifting up his soul to an idol and in whose mouth is no deceit. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so every, everything's so intentional. I, I mean, it's so amazing because it's like God is uncovering the original design of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. wow. You know, Jerusalem, everybody wants their own way with the city. Years ago, the Lord told me that the religious spirit was retreating to Jerusalem. And you have you have so much religion. You have you know every time there's a, somebody thinks something significant happened, somebody built a church there, mm. and the Temple Mount is full of churches. But it's almost as if God is has pulled back from the Temple Mount and focused on the city of David. Let's focus on the foundations. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, that's how are we going to get to the Temple now. Mount? Mm. Yeah, Go ahead. that's huge. No, this is great. This is great. A history lesson here in, in the making, right? As we're living, we're walking out, going back to the original, like you said, foundation to uncover certain truths that people can uh, ponder on. They can uh, begin to question maybe everything they even thought um, they knew. And I see with all that you're sharing here, again, it points to the fact that the authority of scripture remains. God doesn't need to even make right. a case for himself, but he's like right. strengthening the case that already was there by what right. we're witnessing here. And you can't deny it, right? Like this is archeological physical evidence for those that actually yeah. are the kind that need to see it. They're, yeah. they're, they're being given it and you're having <laughs> to contest with that yourself now, now that it's in front of you. And it makes me think of back to the premise of what you said, your guys' theme was in the, in the, prophet's footsteps or in the footsteps of the prophets and i got to thinking okay well how did how did they walk then and how can we learn from them as well right because we see a lot of stuff happening in our culture today that would be considered contrary to the way that they walked it would be antichrist 
if you would. And so one of those pullaways or takeaways was that they the message that they carried involved more than the words that they spoke, right? It also involved the way that they walked before the Lord. So in other words, Amen. they they walked the walk and they talked the talk, right? Yes. They did what they said they were supposed to do and going to do, etc. We don't see Amen. a whole lot of that taking shape today, or at least you know a lot of pockets seem to be popping up where people really aren't adhering to the authority of scripture, to the word of God and being willing to take whatever consequence comes along with that. And so I want to, tap into that a little bit and pick your brain uh, as to asking maybe why, why that's the case. Um, there's all kinds of things that are unearthed, being unearthed today. I just want to mention this one quick uh, piece of news that came out back in, I want to say two or three weeks ago, back in June 9th, where we had over 300 people lined up to witness uh, an attended experiment of a AI powered church service over in St. Paul's church in the Bavarian town of Firth, Germany. I don't know if you heard about that. And, you know, the, the whole concept of, of AI, it has just exploded, right? And things are going just massively crazy right now with new developments every single day, something new is coming out. And, and there's some great stuff with technology. We're using technology right now, right? There's AI involved in what we're doing right now. But I found it quite interesting that this particular service, which was an idea conceived by Jonas Simmerlein, He's a theologian and philosopher from the University of Vienna. And this particular event was part of like a larger convention that they do every single year. And in his own words, 98% of that sermon uh, was constructed by AI. So he literally probably put in a couple sentences and said, push the button and allowed right. uh, AI to lead the, the service. And so my question right. to you is, when we see stuff like this taking place, and, and I'm not going to give my opinion right now just on one way or the other. Right. But I, I want to ask you, like, does this signal uh, an abuse of technology or does it raise alarms behind how religious leaders uh, may opt to utilize technology to instruct audiences? Because like in this particular instance. No, I, you know what? Um, those who live by as many as are led of the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And I actually believe that the history of mankind is coming to a crisis. And it's between the sons who have been raised by the spirit versus mankind trying to be, be God without God. And so that you have, you have like, you have a, a a confrontation. And so when you're like, using AI to preach your sermon, then where's the spirit of God in all of that? Mm-hmm. Is the spirit of God going to brood over a computer? Is that what God has done? You know, man, the reason mankind was given as the connection between heaven and earth, mankind himself is the key between heaven and earth. Earth dies without heaven's presence on and 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 the blessing of god and so that ai is just i'm not saying i'm not trying i'm not like against ai as a a matter of course but i'm taught what does man do with it if Mm -hmm. man some the footsteps of the prophets essentially says you can't take any shortcuts Mm -hmm. god Mm -hmm. leads us by spirit and sometimes he leads us counterintuitively 
In other words, the opposite direction. So everybody wants to go to the Temple Mount, but God takes us back to the city of David. Right, right. To find the staircase. Mm. There's a se the secret place of the stairs, it says in Song mm. of Solomon. Mm. The, the, he brings us back to the Pool of Siloam. What is the Pool of Siloam? It's a mikvah. It's a place of cleansing. It's a place of baptism. It's a place of washing, getting right, starting back with God. Doing the way things the way the, the Lord wants us to do it. You can take all the shortcuts in the world, Gordy, but it's not mm. going to get you there any faster. Man's yeah. shortcuts delay the purposes of God. Wow. But when we submit to the yoke of Christ and go mm. in the way he wants us to go, then the true treasures begin to be unveiled. Yeah. Wow. So God is Man. bringing mm. Jerusalem is a parable for the whole world. What God does in Jerusalem, he's saying to the world. Mm. It's the city of the great king. And God's yeah. putting his truth on display in that city. Like yeah. it or not, you know, even the Jews, some want it, some don't want it. But the Lord's going to have his way. Mm. He's going to say yeah, what he great. wants to say. Amen. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I know your time, yeah. is, our time is done. But, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're good. We're going to wrap up. Yeah, but man, that's... That's so profound to think about. I love what you said just a second ago. Man's sh shortcut. How'd you say that? Man's shortcut yeah. is not God's purposes, right? It doesn't get you there right. any faster. No, it and, isn't. Uh, it's going to delay you. Yeah. Man's and I think about the delay him. The earlier example you gave about um, this uncovery with the cistern. I, I think about Jeremiah, and I'm like, Man, if he would have taken a shortcut, he could have taken a shortcut because he went mm -hmm. through it, right? It was it was horrible, right. some of the things that he went through. And Zedekiah, right. which I believe was the king during that time, you know, ended up, I think he was the one that ended up getting his eyes gouged out eventually. Right. Um, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I'm like, man, if he would have taken a shortcut, you know, we probably wouldn't have some of the stuff that we have today. And right. just like many others in a similar bout where they could have taken a different route, but they took the painstaking route regardless of it, because it was what God had called them to. And it was actually what was going to fulfill their particular purpose. And so yeah. as they're being led by the spirit of God and being led into fulfilling their purpose, um, I begin to wonder, you know, why is it that many today aren't following suit? If that's the case, if we have the viable evidence that gives authority to scripture and we see that people before men of God, women of God walked with the Lord in such a manner, then what is keeping people from following suit? Why are they, why do they struggle so much in, in doing so? Why are they getting distracted by other things that um, would cause them to think that, Hey, it can be done a different route or it can be manipulated to do it in a particular way. Am I, am I being too vague there? Not at all, because I mean, it's a $64,000 question because but the fact is, is that just because you know a thing doesn't mean that you will submit to a thing. You can mm. know the truth, but mm -hmm. it's those who, if you abide in my word, you're disciples of mine, Jesus said. Mm. And then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Set you free. There's a difference yeah. between knowing information and actually knowing the truth. And you, mm. I always say this, you don't know a thing till you become a thing. In other words, if, if the truth doesn't really come and find a home inside of us, mm -hmm. then we're going to resist it. Right. We want mankind, you know, the hardest deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know what Jeremiah right. said? 
In other words, man is, can in, insist on his own way. But God says, no, I have a way for you that's better than you have for yourself. I have a destiny for you that you cannot reach mm-hmm. unless you come with me. Yeah. A lot of people are trying, they're, go, they're saying, okay, God, I have it from here. I've got it. And they may even have some truths that they may even believe in Jesus, but they don't keep that open channel between them and the Lord. The footsteps of the prophets leads to the culmination of divine purpose. Mm-hmm. And you have, we have to, you have to surrender along the way. Doesn't, you know, our, our trip was not just to go to the historical places, yeah, but to find and to, to tap into the prophetic anointing of those first prophets, all pointing to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said it, the whole scriptures point about, talk about me. Wow. And Jesus is like the culmination, this wide bunch of information. It all comes down to Christ. Yeah. Amen. And Christ is the is the fulfillment of everything that the scriptures teach. And 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 more so. And then it fans then the, the purpose of history fans out, and God be, Jesus from Jesus, God has sons and daughters who are going to um, incarnate his word and demonstrate his word. So to yeah. be in the footsteps of the prophets or the footsteps of Jesus, even we've got to walk the way he walked. Yeah, that's great. And this has been so good. Thank you, brother, for taking some time to jump in. Not only give us a little bit of a history lesson, but drop some nuggets of wisdom as well with yeah. what God was speaking to you and many others through this particular trip. And so before we check out, uh, I want to give you an opportunity just to give a plug where people can find you at, because Brian actually leads the charge with an organization called Commanded Blessing. And I didn't mention that up front, but Commanded Blessing is the name of the organization. So you can find them on there. CommandedBlessing.org is the website. Um, but anything else you want to share with listeners? Well, I got you for the next couple of seconds. Yeah. Um you know, just the I when I when I was in Jerusalem, I I went to the Wailing Wall with one piece of scripture. It was I wrote uh, on the paper Isaiah 62, and Isaiah 62 is a call to the watchman on the wall to pray for God's purposes to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. Like I said, Jerusalem is a parable to the whole world. And God is using that city to wake up the world. And um, and when I was at the Wailing Wall, I felt to invite, um, you know, all of God's people to join God in his purpose in seeing Jerusalem become a praise in the earth. God wants to demonstrate the truth. And, um, and if you'll yield your heart to the spirit of God, You'll be amazed at where he begins to draw you. You know, the world tries to fit us, fit us into its mold. But God has a unique mold for every person. A unique expression that only you can bring. Amen. And as yeah. you will listen and tap into the internal spirit, the spirit of God inside of you, you'll begin to hear the call of God on your life. Yeah. Amen. That's what it means. Medic. That's right. It's to hear God. Yeah. And to respond. Yeah. You too can walk in the footsteps of the prophets. <laughs> Amen. 
Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to the Truth Booth. Gordon Tomorrow here. Until next time.